This is our 90s PC game season, but this week, Hunter, it happens. This is the week of Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Are you excited for a game to come out? And then we have a bunch no. of other games we have to play before we can play it, but it comes out on Friday. Well, I'll go ahead and say this, everybody, uh, because Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom has come out. Uh, come on down to twitch.tv slash turtles to see me play through the opening oh. chapters of it. Um, I will absolutely be streaming it this weekend. Uh, I don't have a specific time. It will be sometime on Friday or Saturday yeah. or both. Um, I'll just be squeezing it in. Uh, I, I promise to play at least some of it, even though schedule-wise, shouldn't be playing Not. it. Should be playing <laughs> other stuff. Should be, I'm looking at the schedule right now. Should be playing yeah. uh, Resident Evil 4 Remake is what it looks like. Yeah. Ooh, dear. Yeah. That's gonna that's terrifying. Um, we've <laughs> really, we've really given me a full plate of stuff to have to do, huh? Yeah. I feel, I'm feeling it, too. I mean, like, there's nothing that's on your calendar that's not currently on my calendar as well, unfortunately. There, this, yeah. is a, this, is a, this is a tough month. Uh, but, hey, also, Tears of the Kingdom folks should come over to our Discord because we are sort of letting that be the next um, Electronic Gamers Club game. So we have a, we have a channel over there where people sort of chat through all of us playing one game at a time and obviously yeah. everyone's going to be playing this game so you know we that there is our spoiler filled discussion area is is over there on the discord so come watch other people check out this weird open game yeah i i very much wonder how everyone's different playthroughs are going to go the Legend of Zelda 3, Nuts and Bolts. I'm very excited. Bando! Let's go! and welcome to the Old Gamers Almanac. Hello, everybody. It's me, Matt Martins, and I'm here with Hunter Donaldson. Howdy. Hello. This is the definitive ranking of all video games every week at a time, and I'm ecstatic today, Hunter, because we are talking about a game that I feel like was uh, hanging out around for a while uh, on, uh -huh. on the list. The, the reason this one's been hanging out longer is there were actually a couple people who had this on their every wheel submissions oh, yeah. before we ever just put it on the list by ourselves. We we just sort of did the work for them and never made them spin the wheel for it. Uh, we are talking about Descent from 1995 in as part of our 90s. Uh, what do we call I don't ever remember. It's called Now That's What, that's I, what call I Call PC <laughs> Gaming. <laughs> Thank you. Now That's What I Call PC Gaming. <laughs> Get it straight, Matt. Uh, How do you not? We went through several iterations of the it's name. because of that. It's the same yeah. reason I can't be a part of like development teams of like board games or anything because I rem I I cannot parse old details from new details. They all exist in my brain in this with the same amount of space. So then I just yeah. forget everything. Yeah, it, you're just like you're you are a leaky cauldron, you know, <laughs> with with little googly eyes on it. That's yeah. you. Well, uh, because this isn't technically an every wheel submission, but it was at one point. I actually wanted to provide a glimpse into the reason for this being a choice from uh, oh. none other than Big Al Cappuccino, who did uh. at one point have this on his every wheel list. Uh, Big Al says, we had played Wolfenstein, then Doom, but both were on rails, followed the rules of computer games. You shot, dodged, shot. 
Descent, on the other hand, felt like freedom. The full XYZ axis of movement in addition to actual 3D space contributed to a liberating feeling. You could go where you wanted, truly. Doom would have hidden doors and rooms to get you, while in Descent, you could hide out in the opponent's field of view and snipe them. This felt natural, like a game of hide-and-go-seek in a forest. We had an amazing time with versus network games, which were not the norm back then, often playing in the school computer lab. In addition, despite Descent not being specifically mature or scary content, the immersion was such that one could get quite a fright as you traverse the environment and edging round corners. The suspense was palpable, like the moments before you try your first spoon of Durban curry. Good sound <laughs> and music created an engrossing player experience while still being pretty darn simple idea. Um, I had like further conversations with Big Al and, and the stuff about playing this in school was really interesting. The, yeah. Big Al was saying you had you had Doom and Quake, but that those those were in the news, satanic, evil games. Right. Those right. were banned in schools like the, the schools knew about Mortal Kombat and Doom and knew not to let right. kids play it. But Descent kids could bring in the flash drive and get away with it basically you you could you well, could the set is also bloodless yes, i mean it's not exactly yeah it, it, it is similar to doom and quake in design principles yeah. but not not in content exactly. so yeah it wisely sidesteps uh being cool <laughs> <laughs> it's a la it's it is it is just cool enough for school it is not too cool for school and quite it's literally like you can play it at school it's like instead of it being punk rock, it's like new wave, you know, like it's like it's like, OK, I guess this is all right. Like no one's like walking around being like, you can't listen to the cars, yeah, you know, yeah. but Black Flag. No way you're having that at home, buddy. In my mind, it's like the Aquabats or something where it's like, oh, this sure. has a cool yeah. quality, but it is it is for children sort of or it is for, you know, a, a quote unquote everybody audience. I can't decide if that's a diss on Descent or not, but I mean, I guess. <laughs> no, I, I love tell the your mom, tell your dad, I guess, you know. <laughs> uh, so let's describe what Descent actually is. Uh, the, the genre of Descent is known as Six Degrees of Freedom. This is almost our flight simulator game of the season, but not really a flight simulator. Flight simulator is a lot more of a technical genre. Uh, this is just... Movement a la Doom, but you get to move around like you're in space. You are a spaceship, which means mm -hmm. you can rise and fall. You can move forward and back. You can rotate clockwise and counterclockwise. You can spin left and right. Like you can do every axis of movement is accessible to you. And the maps are designed without necessarily an up, down, left or right to them like in mind. Right. You, you can yeah. exist in any area from any angle the premise of the game is that you are uh some sort of bad dude <laughs> who has been sent well it is, it is like yeah, in yeah. the opening, no, that, thing, the opening like... thing is really funny there's a there's only a little bit of story and that opening thing is you sitting down with some like i don't know like with a corpo a corpo like, there's a corpo talking to you and you're some sort of streetwise <laughs> or something like that and, and he's he's talking to him and then there's like basically little parentheticals of your guy being like i don't care about this dummy this guy's a dipshit and i'm gonna do whatever i want to get my cash yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's a funny. I I did I liked that as a setup for just like a yeah. almost no story game. Like let's add a quick little tenor of like cynicism and then just let you play the let you play the video game. The, the story does not exist beyond that opening screen of text. Essentially, well, I would challenge that a little bit because what you are doing it, it it's vaguely cyberpunk. Yeah, uh, and yeah. but but what you are doing is this corporation has all of these minds. 
Uh, and I guess they have a lot of them. Yeah, multiple on every planet. Uh, and the, the it it has not gone well at yeah. any of them. There's some sort of widespread problem. All of the mining equipment has turned on uh, its its masters. Yeah. And now you've been sent in to to kill all the bad robots and blow up the mines. Uh-huh. And wow, things are not going well for you know this mining corporation of the future because it seems like all their dang mines. Yeah, like how many mines they got? You know, twenty-seven like keep... exactly that you have it's to just insane. destroy. <laughs> it's it's you have to you're destroying like all of their assets. Yeah. You know, I feel like even Amazon wouldn't have the wisdom to just hire some punk. Yeah. to destroy every Amazon warehouse or whatever. And, you know. And, and with no clear instructions of whether or not you need to rescue the miners as well. Like, oh, yeah. You, you rescue them if you can. No. <laughs> if you, yeah, it's literally like if you want to, you can rescue them. I don't even think you get, do you get any kind of benefit You get for some it? points. I don't, you get points. This is a game yeah. where you're supposed to care yeah, about the points, points you get at the end of the level. You kill yeah. more enemies. You find secret rooms. You get all the items. You get some points. Uh, that's very much in sort of the the uh, tenor of doom and whatnot, where it's like, yeah, there's sort of points happening, but also just, you know, finish the level however you can. Um, so yeah, this this game, you're a spaceship too, where you get, you start off with just some like basic lasers, like an R-wing, here's two lasers that shoot out. You can get a machine gun, and then you get basically just more lasers that look different, but are lasers that shoot more or less the same yeah. as you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then you have a secondary fire that is missiles and the missiles end up being just kind of like a different, a, a handful of different types of missiles uh, and plus a proximity mine that I was never very good at using. Um, so I would say the number one complaint maybe both of us have with this game is that a little bit of wish there were like more variance in maybe the guns or perhaps even the enemy types. Uh, it, it just felt like that's not what mm. this game is focusing on. This game was a focus on the 3D environments that were a hot new craze, right? This comes out like the right. year before Quake, and Quake is supposed to be the big 3D sequel to Doom or whatever, right? And this is, the, yeah. you know, this is our like almost first proper 3D shooter with 3D models coming towards you and all of that. And uh, this game focuses significantly more on navigating 3D space than it does like high octane impactful combat. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I feel like their goals were for there to be high octane combat. Right. Yeah. Um, and I would rather... Let's let's just focus on what the game does well, and then we can kind of get into sure. like our gripes. Sure. Because I feel like the movement is a revolution. I mean, it's yeah. insane that this was even possible in 1995. And something Matt you said before recording this was like it does kind of make Quake look a little weird. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, there is a game where you can fly in any dang old direction yeah. you want. It's essentially a flight simulator, but also we made it do Doom. Yeah. We put, we took Microsoft <laughs> Flight Simulator. Now Microsoft Flight Simulator can run Doom, okay? <laughs> and that's really cool. Like, yeah. that's an excellent pitch for a game. Right. Um, the way the levels are crafted, uh, I'm not going to say that they are perfect because I think it would have been impossible for them to be perfect sure. because mostly because we don't, in life move it with six degrees of freedom mm-hmm. uh, my feet stay planted firmly <laughs> on the ground yeah um so it's a lot easier for me to understand doom guy or quake guy or whatever yeah um but it's wild that the level design works as well as it does considering the much higher level of challenge that it is rising to yeah. john romero just had to figure out how to get you to the door at the end of the right, level right and and you know there's a lot of there's a lot of planes he didn't have to worry about yeah uh descent is 
I some okay. So oh oh, let's talk about something. So the way a, a level is structured in Descent, you start in some place doesn't matter. Sure. Yep. Uh, and then you move from room to room. You collect keys, which yep. is very similar to Doom, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and then you will find uh, the core mm -hmm. of this particular mine. You blow up the core, and then, and this is the best thing in the yes, game. Yes, absolutely, there without is a, a doubt. countdown timer <laughs> that, that for when the mine is going to blow up, and yeah. you have to escape yep. through a specific escape hatch that you might not know where it is already. Right. Um, if especially if you're an idiot yeah. like, like I am, because oh. <laughs> I would sometimes blow it up. You would just go where it was. Yeah. So oh my gosh, that's brave. Let me, it's very fun because, and and also it is a credit to the level design that a couple times I, without even thinking about it, blew up the core and was like, uh oh, I didn't find out where the escape hatch was, mm -hmm. and then I just m moved quickly yeah. from that room and ended up finding it. Yeah, just yeah. because that's how well. That's how well it is put together. You will see a lot of people that will play this game and will bounce off of it. And it, the reason they'll bounce off of it, I've seen these people online, is because they'll say that they get confused. And I want to give them credit mm -hmm. and say, it is confusing. You, sure. are, you are, we are talking about a flight simulator underground, yeah, all right? Yeah. It's a weird premise. It's difficult. It takes some getting used to. But I just want to also give credit, credit to the level designers that to me, what they're doing is like MC Escher. Yes. And then like what the the Johns are doing is, you know, it's it's nice, but it's a flat plane. Da Vinci. You know what I mean? It's just they're, a, they're it's, Da Vinci of like yeah. perfecting the form <laughs> and making like, it making it scientific and, and good. And then right. MC Escher is like, but what if it was nonsense? But what if the stairs were on the upside down? Yeah. You know? <laughs> and that's cool. Uh and and but one of those is a is a level of challenge yeah. that I think we has to be factored into the into this discussion. Right. It is a really easy to poke holes in descent's level design and say, oh, this is confusing or blah, blah, blah. But that's just because it's trying to do something yeah. that's so much crazier right. than anybody else was trying at the time. Absolutely. And for me, that's like where the, cause th that's where the game is at its best to me is, is just purely the level design. I, I agree that the escape sequences are like by far the best oh, part. But so and for me, it was like, I have to have a, a an encyclopedic, level of knowledge about this map like that was my yeah. way of playing this game is i will look under every single nook and cranny i will find everything i will kill every enemy i want to open every single door and know where everything is and like i would i would practice my flight path like i would get to the core see it wow. kill the mobs and then figure out how i was going to get to the door quickly i was like i was ready for challenges of like the the door is 35 seconds away and you have 36 seconds like i wanted that i was ready for that level of like oh my gosh this is going to get so difficult that's how much i and and that was fun for me like that's the the excitement is the like plotting it all out and especially in later levels uh i would for whatever reasons like enemies would get harder so there were some rooms where i'm like not killing everything and so then my escape path they also like will just drop in enemies like after you blow up the core suddenly more robots arrive to like try and get you on your way out and those right. are just bar none the best point like, this game to me i think is would be the like the best speed run game because the combat is not really the thing but knowing the map and yeah. navigating the map quickly and efficiently is like such a cool feeling in this game when you execute it well it feels very very good especially when it's like so we'll talk a, a bit about the control scheme 
in, in like tangibly but like when you get it right because it is kind of complicated to like do the right rotations when you have a complicated path to get to the from the core to the exit quickly and it's not just like a go down the hall it's like go down the hall do a 90 degree arc turn left up but you know like really complicated flight paths yeah yeah when you can pull those off you like that is a top pleasure for me it feels in really gaming. good it feels like yeah. insanely good so yeah i feel good i love the movement and i love the navigation of this game it's the combat that is sort of like the bigger hurdle uh to get past but we'll talk about that later yeah so yeah m more about flying i i one thing that i think is a little bit different about our approaches here is and, and so i did not really want to fully uh like I did not want to fully explore the environment. Yeah. To be honest, because I'm flying around, I wanted to go fast. I wanted to Sonic the Hedgehog these <laughs> levels as opposed to to yeah. uh, Doomify them. Right. Uh, so it, to me, it wasn't about killing every enemy. It was about getting in, blow like planting the bomb, yeah. and getting out That's and fun. doing it as cowboy style uh, <laughs> as possible. Now. As we got later into the game, this approach <laughs> was not very supported by the combat systems. It did feel like eventually they very much did not want me to try yeah. to play the game like that, um, which was rough. But I definitely, I enjoy, one thing that's a bit of a contradiction with this, with this game is that you you give me these wonderful controls, the, mm -hmm. the, all of these beautiful options, and then you say... Well, we are underground. And I understand we're talking limitations now. Mm -hmm. But the problem with any game, especially an older game, is if they do one thing really well, your imagination starts to activate. Uh -huh. You start thinking <laughs> things like, well, what if it was like this? Yeah. And every once in a while, there'll be like a large room yep. in Descent. And that is where it really shines yeah. to me. Yeah. I, I, It feels weird to play a game as original as Descent and be like, well, yeah, but all I really want is sure. uh is is a flight simulator dogfighting thing uh, -huh. uh but the controls for descent are so tight like yeah. they're very very good yeah and sometimes i was just kind of like ah, i wish i wasn't stuck in this tunnel right yes. now like i want to i want to just fly around right. like you give me flight and it makes me want to fly yeah that's the, that's like the contradiction of the game right is six degrees of freedom except mostly you're going through binary tunnels there is forward yes. and there is backward there is no up and down in the tunnel now the the freedom comes in like oh there was like a there was like a secret little passage not even secret but like if you didn't look up you wouldn't see that there was a, a way to get up there if you weren't checking yes. the map constantly yeah, but like yeah. that's not enough like what what hunter is describing is like but when it feels the best is when I actually get to like strafe on the Z and Y axis at the same time. And then I'm contorting around like that stuff feels so good. The just like moving down a hallway, shooting enemies at the other end of the hallway and ducking around a corner and waiting for the enemies to come to you. Like that's right. not six degrees of freedom. That's not the promise. Right. And I think I, I think in a way and I, I do think we have to start talking about combat now because it's it's so at the edge of our conversation that it, yeah. it just has to be brought in. I think the combat does the whole design a little bit of a disservice in that I feel like it it is not balanced against your mobility yeah. in a way that pushes the player's actions towards fun. Yeah, yeah. And this is like, I think kind of, this is a problem in games all the time right. of like, okay, so we have the things a player can do, we have the things the enemies can do. Uh, did those things add up to the player playing the game in the most fun possible way? Well, right. Descent, sometimes, I mean, if it has to do with the blowing up the thing at the end, I think that very much motivates you to play Descent in a cool way. Yeah. 
But if we're talking about a difficult room in Descent, we are kind of talking about you probably not playing the game in like the fun, cool way. Yeah. We're because the whole thing is, you know, Doom and Quake are games where strafing is like a dynamic thing you right. can do to fight enemies. Yep. In Descent, you kind of end up not like it's more about cornering, yeah. I guess would be a maybe way to say it is like ducking around stuff, mostly because the enemies are, I would say, a little too... They might be turned up a little too yeah. high. Like, well, there like, might be too many of them, and the way that they're placed might be in a formation that very frequently they create situations, little bottlenecks, yeah. where you're like, it is just hard to get through this. I don't even care if you are flying as fast as you possibly can. Yeah. I would say that's like 50-50, right? There are the just dumb, almost useless enemies where it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. just sort yeah. of wait for them That's to just slowly fodder. fly yeah. just fodder to kill. And then there's like the two or three enemy types where it's like, oh God, one of these, okay, time to fight this thing that makes this horrible screeching sound and hit right. scans me. Literally, I just move around the corner and I take 40 damage or four, like whatever it is. Some some amount to my shields just gets knocked yeah. off out of nowhere. And there was no, like I had to know it was there basically to to do anything about it. Um, I, I, I think... The combat feels too much like a stealth game where you're very slowly going down tunnels, especially because, like I said, at any point, like a the tunnel could open up. There could be a thing on your right that's like a little hallway you didn't know about. Or in Doom right. fashion, sometimes doors just open and enemies bust out, right? Like they, they can just appear out of anywhere. And yeah, when this game is like slow and plotting it means you're not doing any free movement right you're just inching forward and like just barely strafing around a corner or whatever um the other movement thing that really is annoying actually is and i wonder if you felt this hunter your ship is a little sticky it's a little sticky on the bottom if you yeah. are like moving and, and i think this is meant to make things feel good if you're going through a tunnel let's say the, t the tunnel is like snaking up and down it's doing like little right. roller coaster rises you could just hold forward and you'll kind of just stick to the arc of the floor and you'll just go right. with it but right. what that does is very often if you get too close to a ground and you're trying to do your own movement you'll just stick to the floor and start rotating right. in a weird way you did not want to rotate and it throws off all of your parallax and that's like when you get the most confused and that's mostly happening in a tense fight when there's too many enemies on screen and all like the last thing you need is more visual confusion of just like I got ripped around it's like I wanted that to be a setting I could turn off where it's like I don't need the sticky wheels okay I, I can figure out how to navigate along an, a, a, a bumpy road or whatever yeah it is uh, so that's like part of the I think auto level um, option that yeah. you can turn off but when you turn that off you realize the auto level is doing a lot, a lot. to kind of keep your orientation <laughs> like in a solid place like yeah. if it's almost like if you if you give it pure six degrees of freedom your brain better think in five dimensions <laughs> you know um, so I, I also was a little bit frustrated by this option and turned it off and realized that I would be Not way more better. confused having it turned off but again, like I want to emphasize how forward pushing this all is for sure. Um, and it has design problems that are like kind of like very unique, I would say, to mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. um, and the fact that it doesn't solve all of them perfectly, I think, is almost meaningless. I do feel like the combat and the weapons is like to me the big thing yeah. that just kind of holds it back. I don't really appreciate the enemy types. I don't think they they create fun situations in a way that 
like the thing that Doom and Quake to me really have over this game, what makes them more of a classic as compared to Descent, yeah. is that meticulous enemy and encounter design yeah. where I feel like there was more consideration put into in in especially Doom, uh, especially the first episode of Doom. Yeah. Uh there's a lot of consideration placed on not just what the enemies can do, but how the player will react to mm -hmm. the, those enemies mm -hmm. uh, and and being aware of like what tactics are common to be used against them. Yeah. Uh, and and I feel like it's all packed in this way to give you like a lot of variety to the shooting. Yeah. Whereas Descent, I feel like there are really just two types of approaches. There are easy rooms, in which case I'm just doing, that's actually the fun right. thing. Right. <laughs> because you get to move around. You get to fly around. You, and move, you fly around, you're doing whatever. <laughs> yeah. And then there are the enemies that are difficult and they sort of make flight really restrictive. Yeah. Now, I realize there's going to be some maybe the set expert here that's going to be like, y'all are playing it wrong. Mm. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, I like, I feel like. I feel like I really gave it my all when it came to the the more difficult enemies, and yeah. I could not find a better strategy besides just playing the game in an unfun way. Yes, which exactly. is tough. But yeah, I mean, I I think also that this is a more petty complaint about the combat, but I do think a lot of the fodder, like a lot of the lower level enemies, have whatever distinguishes them from each other. Did kind of I did not really recognize they were like yeah. different colors, but I didn't really understand like yeah. what made them separate from each other until we got to the higher level enemies later yeah. in the game. I felt like most of the combat sort of all had the exact same flavor. So yeah. that's why I say like, it's either easy or hard. Right. Um, and hard is kind of crummy. Also, the corpse run aspect of it is kind of strange. So, like, when mm. you die, you drop all your weapons where you died. Yeah. And then you have to come, like, pick all that up. Yeah. But the likelihood that you're just going to get killed on your corpse run is also really high. Um, Interesting. So, I, this might be a byproduct of you really, like, Sonic the Hedgehogging through these levels. Because yeah, for me, more the corpse run was... Everything from point A to point B is dead. <laughs> I just gotta go get uh, there, and I gotta learn my fast, my new fastest route to get to the next point of progress. Which there was always like a easy shortcut to get there or whatever. So I, I, for me, the corpse run stuff actually worked. I enjoyed it. Uh, I, I, I liked that it wasn't just a like there are lives. I never ran out of lives. I don't know what happens when you game over in this game actually. But yeah, um, me neither. But. You, you're slowly running out of lives. I would say the levels are decently generous with how many lives it gives you back uh, with within each level. I, I basically hovered around three total lives, even as things were getting way more difficult. I think if I had gone for like, I don't think either of us beat this game. So apologies to people who wanted to see us like 100% descent or whatever. I'm going to keep plucking away at it every now and then. But like, I, I was into what all I did and the corpse run stuff. I liked that it was that as opposed to uh, I don't know, just like the Doom, like hard reset. Now you have nothing. I liked that at the very least I could go get my stuff back. Um, and then, of course, it's got good PC game save states where you can just save at any point, too. So, like, I would I would save. There were a couple moments, especially towards the, the later levels I was getting into, where I would have run out of lives had I not just been save stating. There were some enemies that fire, like, homing missiles at you. And I just needed time to figure out how to deal with those. Like, I, I probably spent 15 lives of save stating just to figure out what the heck was going on with that enemy type and, and what I was intended to do about it. Yeah, I am not going to continue playing Descent because here's why. Um, I So, first of all, I want to say 
that what I think makes a, a game a classic uh-huh. is a game that sits kind of in its time, but feels like it can jump out of it. Mm-hmm. Descent to me does not feel like that, to be honest. Yeah. And I feel like that this might be the most offensive thing I say to Descent fans. It feels like a game where I'm like, there are some tweaks that would really unlock this yeah. design. Like there's some little things we could change. So I actually have already purchased Overload, which is a game oh, yeah. that came out in 2018 that is a spiritual successor to the Descent series, to Descent and Descent 2, it says on Wikipedia. I don't yeah. know why Descent... Isn't there a Descent 3? Whatever, I don't care. <laughs> um, the point is this. I am really excited to play that a because take. I feel like Six Degrees of Freedom is, especially with this kind of limited like uh limited kind of scope of the environments yeah it does feel like something that as the technology levels up that this genre actually can just be straight up executed yeah better right to be honest like the first person shooter as a genre i mean as long as you're shooting and moving <laughs> yeah i'm kind of like yeah this is this is good like right. it has a, an almost <laughs> arcade aspect to it of like yeah you could be playing doom you could be playing halo 3 yeah I'm not sure there's a whole world of difference no, there, to be honest. Not. Like, there's 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 way more to exploit possibly in Halo Three, but at the end of the day, you're moving and you're shooting, yep. and that's that's what the fundamentals of it is. I feel like Descent, the design of it, can get such an upgrade of having more variety to the environments as far as their size and their scope. Yep. Uh, give me a Descent game where I fly into the mine from in space. Yeah. That's what I want right. to do. Start let outside me, and go in and come let back me start outside, outside and yeah. Let me do some straight up dogfighting and then fly into the tunnel. Right. That would be really cool. Yeah. Um and I would really like that. I don't know if Overlo- Overload does that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh I just know that what I really want out of this series is to see like what the latest and yeah. greatest is. Um and I'm not necessarily that interested in the uh in the genealogy of it. Yeah. If I like the newest thing, then maybe that means I keep going backwards sure. from there. Sure. Yeah, I I think too we should note here um maybe another thing that glamorized this experience for us because uh in my conversations with Big Al too, Big Al was like, "Yeah, I've been playing it again recently." Uh, the 3D's really hard. <laughs> it's yeah. Big Al's biggest takeaway was like, "I don't know if this controls like I remember it as a kid." And uh so something I think we're slowly reckoning with in we've been trying to do Wing Commander three and it's a whole headache and a half to make that game happen. It's been I, very rough. I do not know if that game is actually going to be in this season. Regardless, uh, these types of games, this this ushering in of three D and this like we can move in crazy new ways, came with some requirements. And in the nineties, jo- uh, like like flight sticks were way yeah. more common. I knew so many people that just had a flight stick. Yo, I'll t- I got some. I got dynamite right here for yeah. you. My mom had a flight right, stick. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, you just that's what you had. If you had people a PC had with those. any games on it, you yeah. had a flight stick. And the flight stick comes with the joystick itself, where it's going to help you move. But it also comes with like a million buttons on it that are all right, right there at your at your grasp. Uh, and yeah. it's it's trying to control descent like via mouse and keyboard is really confusing. So my pitch right now is if you are hearing this episode and you're interested in it, you're like they say, they say it feels really great. Here's the caveat to that. I think you have to play it on a Steam Deck or at the very least 
with a controller with back paddles uh, that that work with the game. The, and so far, mm. I pl- and I tried this in a few different areas. I couldn't get my 8-bit Doe controller to work with it on my Steam desktop. So I had to like be uh. in the like in the inner workings of Steam controller OS stuff to to make this stuff work. So the point being this, uh, you've got your Steam Deck. You've got joystick. The joystick, uh, your your right joystick moves like your typical first person shooter head, right? Look up, look down, look left, look right. And then if you hold forward on the the left stick, you move forward. Your bumpers on your controller are your rotate uh, counterclockwise and clockwise. You're not going to use those too much, or at least I didn't. I I was not a big the, they're rotator, about finesse. That's but they're the whole there. Point exactly, is the finesse you, there. Exactly, yeah. you can get in where you need to. And then the critical element to this is on a normal controller where does the i would like to rise up or fall down movement come and on the steam deck you've got four back paddle buttons two on each side essentially your like middle finger and ring finger can like hit these buttons on the back and so for me on my left side i could rise with the top button and fall with the bottom button and that turned this into a i felt like the pilot experience like because the controller was enabling the experience and in a way that the keyboard controls would not function or even other modern controllers wouldn't function so to me, this is the first Steam Deck game that I've played, where the game <laughs> feels like it was released for Steam Deck and with its control scheme capabilities in mind. It, it felt so good to play on Steam Deck in a way I have not experienced to this degree yet. Yeah, I will. I do want to say this. Uh, the music was all chewed up on my Steam Deck, which was a bummer because music is kind of the thing that ages the best yeah. with old games. Right. Yeah. Uh, so not being able to experience the Descent soundtrack, I later pulled it up on YouTube. That's actually how I figured out for sure it was messed up because yeah, yeah. it, it just sounded like the music was changing tempo or something. There's, there's like frame rate around. issues that come in, and so and the yeah. music is tied to that frame rate. It's not just like a visual frame rate thing. It's all running in DOS box. When you get to this era of stuff running in DOS that hasn't been like remastered in a meaningful way, what we are finding this season is that's where you run into major issues. Modern computers don't run crazy old PC games well. That's just not a thing yeah, that that works very well. Wing Commander 3 has been especially that issue of it's just like if you get it to run at all, there's all sorts of funny little quirks to it. And you sort of just have to accept the quirks, but they are very much present and they're going to impact it's 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 like a big problem with the preservation of this era of games basically it's just it's so i mean the frustration with wing commander 3 is we bought it for for its full price off of gog.com and it's just like it just opens up in a dos emulator and kind of works not really though like it doesn't actually work you have to like go through all these weird things to make it work and descent is like a little bit in that same direction so it's just it is a shame that these things aren't maintained a little bit better to make them uh run smoother and with like (laughs) modern controls in mind yeah it's really kind of alerted me to the idea that you know outside of you know night dive studios like making sure that we all can play doom and quake uh whenever we want right uh that western pc game developers haven't done a good job of preserving their own legacy and and giving us access to it um and you know i hate I hate to talk up 
you know, Sega and Capcom <laughs> and even, God forbid, Nintendo. <laughs> but it does kind of, and especially Nintendo, yeah. who, I mean, objectively does a horrible job. Right. If you, if, if we're looking at a group of games where like, oh man, Nintendo does better than them. That's, that's bad. Yeah, yeah. Right? We, y'all, we... <laughs> We have to maintain access to these games, especially Descent. But the thing is, like, I don't want... My problem with, with like, this type of thing is, like, I love the way that Sega and Capcom do it. Mm-hmm. Just give me... I'll give you $30. Yep. And you give me all the, like, all three Descent games. Yep. Remastered for PC, available forever. Right. And they, they run... They, they don't have to run perfectly. They just right. have them run well. Yeah, and, exactly. And not just... <laughs> Like, don't make me pay you to run it on DOSBox, yeah. basically. Yeah. Um, that feels like kind of insincere and and kind of silly. I realize what I'm asking for is probably like a essentially a a remake of yeah. the entire game in in PC. Uh, but I don't know. Like, if you don't, if people don't start doing yeah. stuff like that, then we just lose access to all this right. stuff. So, like, like. I don't. I don't know who owns uh, Parallax at this point. Like, who owns Descent? Who can we bother actually yeah. about this right now? Because it's Interplay as well, right? But where did Interplay end up? Oh, that's a big question right there. So that's maybe we maybe won't find the answer yeah. to that. Well, I and, don't that, and think. that's the issue with so many of these things is these these PC game companies kind of all went in really weird directions, right? Like you, what what you were just referencing is like, well, yeah, it's Sega, it's Capcom, right? They've got they're they're big yeah. enough to like continue to do these things i think the biggest issue we've seen and we saw this with black and white uh, as well was just this this sense of not only there's a cost associated with like remastering these things but let's be real everything i've read it's not that high of a cost it's just a cost the companies that own the licenses have no interest in paying because it's a bunch of suits that don't see it as a high enough return on investment it's not a high enough yield even if it would make some money it's not a high enough yield and thus preservation is not a concern for them okay i found out who we can bother it's gearbox so everybody hit up gearbox they they own uh parallax which became volition as of 2022 so it's a recent oh okay uh, recently acquired so basically gearbox Uh, by way of take two interactive just harass both of those companies and get what you can out of it (laughs) yeah and there you go so i mean like hopefully maybe we'll get something out of it i don't know like we we definitely i mean What's crazy too is like doesn't descent eventually becomes like free space so there's like yeah just package all of this together get all right. of this done and put it out in one big package and you know what if it's a big enough package maybe you can charge 60 bucks yeah. for it i don't know i don't actually don't even really care as long as it's available right um, because whatever price point the suits settle on eventually it will be on sale on steam anyway so <laughs> i'm pick, buying it for five dollars okay i'm buying it for five dollars <laughs> eventually anyway so put it out just get it out there i just want access to it and i i don't want it to be uh you know a headache but yeah. i will say overall the steam deck experience was was quite nice yeah um, and it is a bummer that we don't have flight sticks anymore. Yeah. Um, but also, like, I, I don't know. It, it does make me just want. I'm sure Overload is designed for, to be played on a controller, yeah. like a regular well, controller, which is I will know too. Though point in its favor, we do lose something with like losing the like flight stick with a million buttons and stuff. Because I recall in like the late 2000s, there was a first person shooter 
Sun Sanders and I got into it for a little bit, and the idea yeah. was you were an astronaut on a spaceship, and so it wasn't descent. You weren't a spaceship, but it right. had this same you can rotate, like yeah, yeah, yeah. rise and fall, I remember this and it was a pain in the butt to control. Like it was really bad <laughs> because yeah. the modern controller just can't figure that out quite. I mean, it's a sh it's truly a shame that back paddles are not a more common thing uh, due to legal reasons. Uh, it, it, we we need more back paddles on on controllers i'm ready for the next sort of level up of what controllers are capable of and it's not like the ps5 like haptic stuff it's like i just need buttons in in slightly different more places to like allow flexibility of control oh my god i have such a fun story i was playing final fantasy 7 remake which uh -huh. is something that we're playing for the show it's an upcoming episode it's yeah. the next episode it in is. fact oh <laughs> uh, that's scary it's really um, bad i'm, I'm and, like 30 hours shy of hitting the mark but okay yeah um so it it, it uh for one moment in in uh it uses the haptic uh stuff on uh -huh. the playstation 5 on the trigger didn't like it. Made, uh, very much freaked me out. Made me think I had broken my controller yes. because the trigger suddenly was like pushing sticky back, sticky and difficult. And I just want Sony to know, like, you don't have. It's fine. I already bought your product. Yeah, yeah. You don't need to use the haptics. I get it. You were just trying to trick me into buying it, into thinking that there was something new about it. Uh -huh. It was just a big trick. Please do not throw the haptics in suddenly. If I'm playing your console for over a hundred hours and then one haptic thing happens. <laughs> That's just scary. That's not interesting. You know, that's just like, uh oh, what yeah. happened? Oh, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, it has those. They things. meant to okay, do that cool. for some reason. Oh, yeah. Great. Don't make me think I broke my controller or that the controller is getting worse or something just because you want to have this feature you only want to utilize like once every 50 hours yeah. of gameplay. It's like, rough. don't do that. Rough out there, folks. Uh, all right, Hunter, it is time. For us to oh, get dear. to the list, we have 82 other games on here, and Descent yep. needs to join them. Uh, I'm I'm excited for this one because this feels like a real middle to lower of the pack kind of game, which I think is like really wide open territory on this list. Yeah, there's a lot that could happen. There's a wide range that this could fall in, depending on how we decide to feel about it. I want to make a comparison real quick, um, just. Just to illustrate, because I don't want to shock anybody with where I've placed it. Mm -hmm. um, to me, the vein that this game is in mm -hmm. is similar to Star Wars Shadows of the Empire. Right. That N64 sort of, it, it, is, it is more about the tech yeah. than it is about the game. And the game is fun with like holes yes. in the experience. Right. Now, Star Wars Shadows, the difference here is that Star Wars Shadows of the Empire is like a... It's like an arcade cabinet of, of <laughs> various prototypes. Yeah. And Descent is just one very good, very interesting prototype. But nonetheless, I feel like there is a lot of similarities. Yeah. They are both kind of... They're, they're interesting, kind of sick puppies, yeah. I would say. Where it's like most of the problems come down to execution and not ideas. The ideas are there. The execution, maybe not. Um, and I do also really feel like it's not always, and this is a series where I feel confident, in spite of not having played the other games, it is not always the best idea to be like, ooh, I'll go to the first one. I, I yeah. don't think that is always the smartest thing. Yeah. And I think with this series, we'd all be better served just playing Overload and playing the yeah. later Descents, right. even, or Free Space, yeah. any of that stuff. I mean, Free Space is them making... Yeah 
the game I wanted while I was playing right. Descent, which was like, I kind of just want to fly around, yeah. to be honest. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and it's, it's uh, that, isn't it called like Free Space Descent? Like, it's literally Something like, this like is that. Descent, yeah. but we're just sort of, it's like slightly different. Yeah, for me uh, and where I ranked it personally, this came down to uh the 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 promise versus output and uh and and like the legacy of it right and i think it's interesting that this genre mostly died right that 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 it existed sort of in the hearts of like more or less one company or one sort of set of designers that maybe bounced around a little bit but it it never caught on beyond that and it's because it is a sort of inherently confusing thing which for me that's very cool that's great it doesn't make it like perfectly more uh desirable to play but it is great that this thing existed so sort of completely in the hearts of those designers uh, right. so yeah for me i i ended up putting it um like I- i'll say just above a couple games that it was for me it was above uh solar ash for me right which is like a promise of a solar thing for me as that well. didn't need to exist and it was uh below uh, i mean obviously I, I had we we just recently did another world and I I was lower on another world but like this was be- below another world for me right where another world is like a promise there's some like difficulty to the playing of the game for me personally but like the promise is pure and perfect <laughs> basically yeah and descent doesn't have that quality it is it is below that outrun it's also below for me right it, it's it's below the promise of outrun is essentially yeah yeah I I. The general place that I put it is similar to where I put games like Myst, uh, which I think Matt put lower than even I did. Uh, yeah. Mass Effect 1, it's similar to that yeah. as far as quality. Goldeneye, I feel very similar to Goldeneye as I do with Descent, Interesting. which is that they're both games that are rickety. They're, they're, there's difficulty to enjoying the experience. Yeah. Uh, but the ideas, the promise is so interesting. Yeah. Even if what's, it's actually very similar to Goldeneye. Now that I think about it, because Goldeneye is like, what if first person shooters were like this? Yeah. And then everyone was like, wow, that's so interesting and cool. <laughs> in spite of how difficult it is for you to pull this off. Anyways, we're not going to do it this way. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was cool for you to try that. You proved the negative. You proved we don't. We want all, it. <laughs> we all loved that. Now go away. <laughs> Okay, well, it feels like we're hitting, for our list's purposes, around a 65 to 75 or even 65 to 80 sort of territory. Well, no, uh, that's that's just me. I want you to commit a little bit here. I, I am, Wait. and I'm, I'm agreeing. Like, for me, like, above Solar Ash at 70 yeah, but I wanna... feels okay. Uh, I had it above Mass Effect. I had it above Mist. I have it below Donkey Kong Country 3. I have it below Advance Wars. Uh, yeah, but what, where did you put it on your list? That's where I'm trying to figure out. Well, my list is I, I put, shaped I put, very differently my it's 56 on my list but that's with a lot again this area is so high variance that like that means quite a different thing well of course i i more just wanted to know where where you would put it like in a vacuum so we're not that different here because i'm in the 60s you're in the 50s so we're we are pretty close yeah um i i for some reason thought you had ranked it even higher but uh where do we want to start then this discussion uh maybe we should start i you know Maybe we should start at 65 and work Donkey Kong Country down. 3 and kind of work up or oh, work, work up. 
this is such a complicated I mean, one. This this fifties to seventies area is just so many hilarious contradictions. Uh, what's I mean? Let's 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 go with. I would like to just go with your Star Wars conversation real quick. Let's okay. let's pick and choose games, and then we'll let it fall in between cracks from there. Right? We don't need to go up one at a time. We can just sort of have yes. have some conversations. So let's okay. do the Star Wars conversation. For me personally. In a vacuum, this would be above Star Wars because I find the clunk of Star Wars much more of a detraction. However, I don't know what it would be like to play Star Wars on a Nintendo 64 controller where it was designed to work really well. Uh And I played Descent on a controller where it worked well when I have perfect proof that the keyboard and mouse control screen doesn't feel so hot. So that's a really tough one. And... Uh, I think the it comes then down to the promises, and I think the promise of Descent is more singular, but more fully realized, and yeah. we have to figure out what that means, basically, where okay. I don't think I value the crapshoot of Star Wars maybe as much as you do, and I think you like that aspect of it. I do like yeah. that <laughs> aspect of the crapshoot of Shadows of the Empire. I think it is... I think if you're going to make a game that is more about ideas than it is about executing anything perfectly, uh-huh. the more fun spaghetti you throw at the wall, the more yeah. like points you win from me personally. Sure. I mean, we got to remember, Star Wars Shadows of the Empire is a game that features a level where you get a jetpack, yeah. and, and that's just part of a <laughs> right. level. And so you are flying around with it's a jetpack yeah. just in a level. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? In this one, we just thought like, ah, it'd be cool if jetpacks. So we made a jetpack work. You know what? That's crazy. You know what? I just realized in this conversation, you and I have been talking about uh, our re-ranking season coming up and like games that need to be replayed. And Shadows of the Empire was not on my radar, but I'm now realizing like I need to order a copy of it for N64 online or something. Like I have to find this game, and I need to understand what it was like to to play it on an N64. I like that. I feel like that has to happen. I don't know. God, I. (laughs) I mean, I I I feel like I've overtalked Star Wars: Shadows of the Empire at this point. It is it is my my choice for as far as N sixty four games that were clunky and yeah. weird. Yeah, it is like maybe my favorite yeah. of all the clunky, yeah. weird, probably bad. Uh, sure, N sixty four games just because I feel like the wealth of ideas on it on display are are yeah. it's just insane. I yeah. mean, it's it's hubris really. It's just like <laughs> you, right. you probably should not try to execute all this. I mean, you got to remember too, it was basically a launch game. Yeah, oh for it, sure, it didn't it missed its window. Yeah. Uh, of being exactly on launch, but yeah. I think I think it was like a month shy. Yeah. Um, and so the fact that there's this game in 64 launches, we get Mario 64, which mm-hmm. is like a beautiful gem of a game. And then like a month later, somebody's like, so we decided to kind of on a sketch pad sort of describe <laughs> every Star Wars game for the next 10 years. Yeah. That's what we thought right. we would do. Right. And it's like, I don't know why you did that. I don't know why anyone financed that because obviously it was very expensive. Yep. Star Wars Shadows of the Empire was like a full on marketing Media experience. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> So like that, all of the facts of that are insane. Um, both of these games are 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 clunky. Both of these games have yeah. uh, sort of whole whole sections of it of right. just kind of being like, yeah, that part doesn't really work. Yeah. Don't really like that. But it's like, <laughs> what ideas do you want to celebrate? And I think if if it comes down to execution, Descent is obviously executed better than sure. any individual piece of Shadows of the Empire. But to what end? Right? Where does Six Degrees yeah. of Freedom go? 
versus where yes. does pod racing go? Where does jetpack third person shooter yeah. go? Where yeah. does I, I your passion for Shadows of the Empire far outweighs my passion against Shadows of the Empire, and I'm happy, I'm thrilled to concede this point to you, Hunter. I, I it is always hilarious how low Shadows of the Empire is on my personal list compared to where it is on this list, and I like I'm comfortable with that as a as a marking yeah. point. So uh, yeah. yeah, let's let's work our way down. What comes up to you? I mean, one thing that pops out to me that I don't have much to say is an Acronox, which is like weird 3D thing with a lot of ideas well, that didn't really get, you know, didn't didn't really hit or whatever. I don't know if we need to talk about an Acronox right. because as discussed, <laughs> an Acronox is at number 66 on the list due exclusively <laughs> to category fraud yeah. by one son Sanders. Oh, yeah. you nasty boy. Yeah, you. we just have to ignore it, I suppose. So we will not be speaking of an Acronox today because it is not supposed to be there yeah yeah uh i then i look one down at sonic adventure of another sort of 3d uh promise that really flounders in a lot of confusing ways and um i mean i like sonic adventure I'm, i think i'm double checking my list but i'm almost positive sonic adventure is quite a bit higher than descent is for me but uh yeah i i, I think the sort of execution of descent is actually better than sonic adventure i i like mm -hmm. i could be talked into a world where descent goes above sonic adventure my personal feeling is just a lot of nostalgia for sonic adventure and and what that game was trying to do uh i certainly don't want descent to go above tony hawk's pro skater 3 but that's a whole other situation i don't even know what sonic adventure is trying to do though like yeah. that i don't know if i'm gonna sign on to that statement <laughs> And that perhaps is why ultimately I do find it very interesting. Um, I I put Descent two below Sonic Adventure on my own personal mm -hmm. list, mm -hmm. um, and I also put it below Kingdom Hearts, which yeah. is another one I want to isolate. Um, so because of this jumble, we have Kingdom Hearts number sixty four, Donkey Kong Country number sixty five, and Acronox number sixty six, and yep. Sonic Adventure number sixty seven. I'm wondering if Maybe, even though I like Kingdom Hearts and Sonic Adventure more than Descent on my own personal list, yeah, if it's worth putting Descent above Kingdom Hearts because Whoa. it's more simple and clean, which is the way that you're making me feel tonight, it's hard to let it go, you know? It's hard to let it go, Hunter. Um, I just feel like maybe that's okay with me. Because the other thing is Hunter, this. you don't have to tell my father, okay? You know what? I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that that maybe above Kingdom Hearts is like a good place to put it just because because here's the thing there's where me and you would like to put it which uh -huh. is it sounds like a, a whole mixed in, yeah. in, a, in a in a section where there's a lot of disagreement for us yeah or we could give it a big Al bump yeah and just kind of go above the sure. chunk we're talking about yep and yeah, I mean, like, at the end of the day, Kingdom Hearts literally opens saying that it's going to be simple and clean, and then it and is it's... anything but. <laughs> it is complicated yeah. and dirty, you I'm, know? I'm interested in this. Can I push one further because I truly hate Grand Theft Auto oh, 3? Oh, yeah, you just want to dunk I on just Grand want Theft Auto 3 yeah, again. I just want it to be down one, one more than that. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's put Descent number 63 above Grand go. Theft Auto 3. Uh, and Kingdom Hearts. A, a fact um, neither we, of us agree with, but we, we do don't now. We agree with it. Well, it, it gets that Big Al bump. Yep. All right? The Big Can Al we bump. establish the Big Al bump? Yep. I think that Absolutely. wherever we're going to rank it, we bump it up a few for Big Al yep. just as a personal favor. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. I, and I think it, I think it 
deserves it because I, I truly do. I think you have a bit more gripes with sort of the the holes in Descent than I do. I, I don't, and it, it may come down to play style, honestly. It might be that subjective of just like, for me, the holes weren't that apparent. The holes for me are, there's one enemy type that is a massive pain in the ass and it makes about the worst sound I've ever heard in a video game as it yeah, completely ew. terrorizes your game. Yeah, or that, yeah, I... Yeah. Well, <laughs> so like you tell me I can go fast in a game and I want to go fast. Sure. It, I will say this, the way when you describe the way you play this game, it, I don't want to play that game. Yeah. Is the thing. When you're like I clear every single room and I meticulously <laughs> d- design flight paths, I'm like that is not what I want to do, especially sure. in a game where I well, can fly. Of course. And I don't always I, I was clearing early rooms cuz they're easy to clear, but there were definitely rooms where it's like this is the room I barrel through, but I also have to have the flight path planned like i have to yeah i gotta know where point a and point b is you know what we didn't talk about at all in this episode is the oh, map let's get in. we didn't say the map is oh yeah the wireframe map and terrible at the same time you have this wireframe think very old school graphics wireframe just a yeah, thin yeah. single pixel line and as a map when the map is relatively simple i love it uh, it reminds me of metroid prime maps metroid prime maps are also rather difficult to read yeah uh, yeah. <laughs> and this one, there's no shading. The wireframe has no walls to it. It is just the frame. And so then you see directly through it into other wireframes. And so sometimes you can look at your map from a certain angle and you're like, that's just 15 lines on top of each other. <laughs> there's no, right. there's absolutely no discernible way to figure out uh, what this shape is. And yeah. that's annoying. It's also, I'll be real, for the explorer in me, the part of me that likes this game as a slow plotting, let me figure out what this is, that was part of the fun of it. It's like, what ang- at what angle do I need to look at this map so that it makes sense where I'm trying to go? That If it were too perfect of a map, it would become too easy to find out where you need to go, right? Like, I think that would take right. some of it away. The game forces you to explore its spaces a bit because you can't trust your map all of the time. That's that's yeah. kind of beautiful, even if maybe it's not on purpose. God, you're such a weirdo. I just want <laughs> it to play... I just want to play it like an arcade game. Yeah. I just want to play... You know what I'd rather play than Descent? It's a Genesis game called... I think it's called Subterranean. Sorry, it's called Subterranea. Okay. It is essentially Descent, but instead of it being a first-person game, it's like a side-scrolling uh, Japanese game. Uh, and it's it's very... It does a lot of really great stuff with inertia. Interesting. Um, and it does feel like it's more about giving you all the information you need so that you can kind of have a lot of arcadey fun. Mm. And I really enjoy games that are trying to give me an experience of, uh, you know, speed and yeah. and expertise in a way that I feel mm. like the first person camera of Descent doesn't quite like feed into a lot of yeah a lot of the descent experience is like oh where am i getting shot from and then you're kind of awkwardly turning yeah. around or whatever you know what i've realized in the i think i've i know what the two sides of our coin are hunter i i don't think i click with arcadey like that i think this is the critical difference mm-hmm. between you and i as gamers is i don't prefer the arcadey experience i prefer the sort of slow contemplative experience and, and and by contemplative i mean 
reading into things that maybe weren't even intended. You know what I mean? Like, this thing is just here, and I'm just, I get to just sit with it and have it. And, and whether it's, you know, it's not necessarily, like, pushing me forward in a meaningful way. It's just the thing that I have in front of me. That, that does a lot more for me. Again, if you give me a map and just say, like, I don't know, figure it out, like, That'll take me for a, like a long ways. That that makes me that works for me for a, a, an ex, especially long amount of time. Just trying to orient on a map. Yeah, it's so weird to me that you have so much patience for something like that. Yeah, but so many other games we've played, yeah. like something. I like don't have Outrun. patience for the arcade. It's a different style of patience, right? It's a patience right. that sets you back repeatedly in the arcade. The arcade is you need to have patience to overcome the obstacle. And mine is like, there's not even an obstacle. You just have to have the patience to sort of figure out what you're doing, right? I right. like puzzle games where I'm just sitting in front of the screen where the puzzle is trying to suss out the puzzle itself. There's no hammering away at it that can get me any further. It's just you got to sit and you got to think. I am really curious as to how you react. And I want to load this up as, as a game that we will eventually cover. I'm sure it will come up. And I'm just really, really curious the more I talk to you about games and more, the more I realize what you like about games. I want to know how you will react to the original Resident Evil. Yeah. Not, none of this, not the sequels. Yeah. Not the like kind of more refined action and adventure experience that eventually becomes. Mm -hmm. I want to know how you deal with that first game. Interesting. Because a lot of that first game is about all of the things you're talking about, especially mm. planning routes. Yeah. Now, I don't know, like, I'm. I, this is why I'm glad I'm saying this to you right now. It is not obvious, especially to a child, that that is what Resident Evil is about. Uh -huh. <laughs> but it, if you are going to complete the game, you need to plan. It must your route. become about that. Yeah, I see. It I is. See. It is about this mansion is a place, and you need to know the map of it very, very well in order to succeed. Yeah. So I really wonder how you react to that game because I feel like it is. It is a, a Japanese game that is a, a building block of all Japanese games. Uh -huh. uh, and I think it has a lot of the flavor that you're describing. But I also feel like it could lose you. It's probably and I'm mean. not sure it's, what it's side the, you'll the, fall The on. meanness of it, I would suspect, is what I might get hung up on, basically. It's, it's, um, it, but it does have a lot of this. I mean, Descent yeah, yeah. is pretty mean, too, though. Sure. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, yeah, Descent. Yeah. We'll just present you with a room and be like, and I would get yeah, frustrated with, with it, like in, in yeah, in really hard rooms. It was like, what are we, what are we even doing here? What is yeah. it? Like, I I had those feelings for sure. Yeah, I wish I could have been a play tester on Descent and been like, uh, this room right here, like, why is this yeah. so hard? Like, what is it that you're wanting the player to do? That's so fun. Yeah. Like, that's how I feel a lot of the times with with. I honestly sort of feel that same way about Episode Four of Doom, mm. uh, because it just kind of like the levels get turned up to yeah. such an extent where it's like, what is it that yeah. you're looking for from <laughs> us? Right. That, that you're, that is so much fun to you. Pain. Is this a Pain joke? And punishment. Are you joking with us? Are you joking me right now? <laughs> is kind of how it feels sometimes with those levels. Absolutely. All right. Well, next week, uh, we are doing final fantasy seven remake. I oh, hope we've got to finish it. And I am putting pedal to the metal and I don't have time and I don't have metal and I don't have pedal, but I'm putting every hour I can into this game. It is absolutely my goal to finish this. This might be, I don't know. Next week's episode might literally just be delayed. 
like a couple days if we're like if i'm just trying to cross the finish line you know what i mean there's a very real chance that next week's episode is like listen matt's like five hours shy give us a couple days and we'll get there okay so programming note right now hang in there with us because i really want to finish final fantasy 7 remake that is a big goal of mine and there's lots of games for this show that i don't finish descent being one of them and descent is not Mm -hmm. a long game but final fantasy 7 remake feels like one i have to finish so uh, I don't know. Don't be wildly surprised if next week's episode is slightly off. I don't. That, that's not a promise. I just don't know yet. Yeah, yeah, we don't know. Um, and it's it's exciting uh, to be back in the world of Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> um, uh, I'll go ahead and spoil a little bit. Matt is a little bit more on board this time. It's kind of <laughs> I want to like. I'm excited to finish it. Right. This is this is yeah. your telling uh, of of what's going on with me. Um, but I mean, I also like. You know, there's a reason you thought it would be a good one, which is like, it's the kingdom hearts of it all, <laughs> basically. Yeah. yeah, it's very much the kingdom hearts of it all. Um, so it is it is definitely a simple and clean experience. <laughs> Old Gamers Almanac is produced by Matt Martins and Hunter Donaldson with music by Knight Corey. If you liked our little show, consider giving us a five-star rating or heading over to patreon.com slash oldgamersalmanac. Thank you.